0: Hello, you're listening to the Brainy Speech Therapist Podcast. We're your hosts, Helen McLean and Jan McIntosh-Brown. Here, we aim to look at all aspects of brain injury, from the research to the rehabilitation, and always through the lens of speech and language therapy. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Brainy Speech Therapist Podcast. I'm really excited to introduce our guest and his um, speech and language therapist tonight. Um, I first met Duran. What was it back in May up in Glasgow? Duran, you were up talking at the Brain Injury Information Day, and uh-huh. yep. And when I heard you, I thought I need him on the podcast. Okay. So, Duran, will you introduce yourself?
1: yeah thank you very much um hi everybody my name is uh, duran um hunt um uh yes I, i'm a motivational speaker i'm a traumatic brain injury survivor as well and um yeah today i'm also here to just ex- share my experience and my um recovery with everybody so
0: yep. yeah and i can hear a, an accent from you duran you're not you're not from my part of the woods are you
1: Nah, um, um, well, it's tough for me because part of my accent is South African and mixed with South London, so yeah, it's a a duo of of accents, so yeah.
0: Okay, a bit like me, I've got a bit of a mix of Aussie and a bit of a mix of Scottish.
1: Okay, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, I definitely can hear the Scottish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I hope you understand me all right tonight. And um, you've got your speech and language therapist with you, Matthew.
2: Yeah, hi everyone, uh, and uh, a clean sweep of accents with with mine being an Australian accent with a with a slight Geordie twang, maybe. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my name is Matthew Nakineski and yeah, I'm Duran's uh, speech and language therapist, and uh, have been uh, very very proud and grateful to be part of uh, Duran's journey, especially uh, for his uh, for his goal to become a motivational speaker.
0: Yeah. So Matthew, I mean, you might as well. We've got an audience. Do you want to give your business a bit of a plug?
2: Oh, I can do, yeah. So, yeah. so, um, so my business, up here in the north, down here, wherever, here in the northeast, uh, yeah. um, is called Speech Therapy Northeast. So, yeah, so we're a, 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 a independent uh, therapy provider um, that works with adults uh, across the across the different sort of areas of caseload. Um, yeah, here in the northeast.
0: Okay, great. So, Juran, we're really interested to hear about your motivation in regards to becoming a motivational speaker. Tell us more about that.
1: Um, yeah, I wanted to become a motivational speaker just because of uh, how can I? Just because I didn't want any any other survivors depending on. Whatever you're, um, you're surviving from, I just didn't want anyone to feel like they was going through it by themselves. Okay. I didn't want anyone to feel <clears throat> like they're fighting by themselves. And I don't know, I just think after my my experience, I've, I just really want to help people. I just really want to help people just to make their lives just a little bit more easier and just have fun with their new with their new selves and everything like that, to be honest. I just, yeah, I just really, it's just mainly the main reason I wanted to become a motivational speaker was just because I wanted to help people. I just really want to help people.
0: Yeah, it sounds like that. I I meet a lot of people, Duran, um, because I do the same work as Matthew, and, you know, people want to contribute, don't they? They want to give back and help each other.
1: Yeah, no, they do. We we definitely want to help each other because it's um, it's it's just very hard. It's it's just very hard to to to, to express yourself, to explain yourself, to people that don't understand. So, I just want to help people get that confidence too. Say, mm-hmm. look, listen, I've 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 got this. I found it difficult with this, with that. And, I'll just, and I want to help them find the confidence, really. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is very hard for some people out there, definitely.
0: So it's a little bit of, you know, you, you've walked the walk, you're walking in the shoes. Imagine that, you know, that it's always going to be part of your journey. You know, you're going to be walking in those shoes for the rest of your days. And so, you know, it's something that you can do. You can get alongside other people that are at different stages in the journey.
1: Yeah, no, definitely I agree with that. It's it's, it's also need to be understood as well. Not each stage of our our journey is the same. Like you said, there is there's difference. Every every part of our journey, there's different stages, and when we when we when we hit them stages, it feels like we're starting all over again because it's a new a new uh, challenge for us. So it feels like we're starting again, even though we, we've just overcome a, a recent challenge. When the new challenge pops up, it, it feels like, oh, we're we back a square one again, are we? But mm-hmm. it's very hard for for us to just to keep pushing and driving. But um, yeah, it's very hard. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, it,
0: so it's like that two steps, what's it, two steps forward and one step back, you, you know, you're you're moving forward and then you know you might you know start looking for a place to live and then it feels like you have to go through all those steps again
1: yes it that yep i agree that's that's definitely is i've definitely gone through that a couple of times in my uh recovery but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, you just need to find a way to um keep going keep going
0: yeah, i I at the moment, um, Duran, he sort of spoke to me today about that he really enjoy. He's actually staying in our service at the moment, and he just talked about, um, enjoying being in the. He came from home, and he said, "I, I, I like being in the service because I'm with people who understand me."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, um, and I don't think he just he means the therapists. I think he means the people the other people in the service I think there's that unique insight into the struggle isn't there
1: yeah no there is it's is that and I think I think that's what we all also are all just trying to find as well when when we out when we go out and we like we do our day-to-day business we all we also want is just people to understand us just understand when we find it difficult and we're trying to explain to them why we're we finding it difficult. All we're looking for at the end of that is just someone to say, okay, we understand you, it's fine, and let's work together to overcome that. And I understand that for me when I, when I did, because I'm busy doing voluntary work as well, and um, I love it so much. It's just because when I go, the people around there, we all understand each other we all understand that we've got difficulties and we don't, we don't get on each other's nerves. If you know what I'm saying, we just, we, we just help each other along. So it's very nice. I totally understand where that gentleman's coming from. It's very nice when um, you have people around you that just understand you. And when you're doing something you like, it's, it makes it so much better. It makes it so much easier as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh all kind of like that we like to be with people who have had similar experiences or similar interests you know so it's natural i would have thought that people who've experienced a brain injury kind of want to feel like there's there's other people in their life that they can relate to in that area yeah no
1: it is it's um it's very nice it's very reassuring as well Mm -hmm. It is, it's just, um, and it also makes you, it gives you the sense of feeling that you're not like, you're not alone, you're just not alone,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's the most um, uh, rewarding feeling, is mm-hmm. when you know that you're not alone, I think that's that's really rewarding for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your voluntary work, what are you up to?
1: Oh um yeah, my voluntary work. Um, I'm busy doing gardening. Um, mm-hmm. I'm at an organization called uh, Scotswood, and um, we are busy fixing up um, a massive garden that used to be a garden for an old school where I live. There was a, It's like an old massive school and we and we're fixing up the garden because we have um like the people from the old age um homes and the kids from the schools on a day trip come out and they use our garden as like a day out kind of thing so yeah we're busy fixing it up and just making it look nice for everybody really so yeah and
0: is that something that you were interested in before gardening before your injury
1: To be quite honest, no, because I was very into um, football, uh, so I wasn't, I didn't, my mind weren't thinking of that kind of uh, way. But after my injury, is um, it was the first thing that I wanted to do. To be quite honest, I wanted to do voluntary work. I, I don't know why. And then when. My team organised it and then my first day, I, I, to be quite honest, I fell in love with it straight away. It was just so wicked. People are are so nice and it's very um, rewarding for myself as well. So that's why I mainly go.
0: Well, I mean, there's a lot of research coming out nowadays, Duran. I mean, it's not just around people with brain injuries. I think it's for every human on the planet. That says, you know, that green space, getting out into the green space, lifts your mood, and so, you know, is that is that something you're you're feeling, you're noticing that being active outdoors is?
1: Yeah. Um, Yes, it was. It's definitely what definitely because I like I want to be out, I want to be out and about, I want to be interacting, and the voluntary work gives that people that opportunity. Like you can, you can, you can stay in your, in your place all day, but when you've got that couple of hours to go and do your voluntary work, it's like, I've seen it. It's like some people have let their hair down. I've, I've seen it. They come to, they come to the voluntary work all quiet and, and everything. But soon as, soon as like they start, they're a different person. So yes, I agree. Yes, definitely. Most definitely. It's very, um, brings people out their shelves and it's very nice to see people uh, happy and everything like that. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. Good. good.
0: I have to confess, I've got a big garden and before I had a big garden, I wouldn't have put gardening on my to-do or my like list. <laughs> Necessity is a great <laughs> invention. You know, all of a sudden I'm having to like doing the garden. <clears throat> yeah <laughs> that's <So> he, true <laughs> yeah yeah i think it's a hobby that can bring people together because um, my daughter started to help me too and now we're sort of we've got something to do together
1: okay yeah no it is i agree it definitely brings people together
0: mm-hmm.
1: do projects together and ne- ne- when you see the end product oh, it's so cool so cool
0: yeah, which, actually, you've just reminded me of something, Duran, because part of what you talked about at the Brain Injury Information Day was that you did a a, a dip, totally different sort of project with some people, didn't you? The, the dinosaur.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, OK. I,
0: it just sprung into my mind. You must tell us more about that.
1: Uh, most definitely, I would love to. Um, me uh, and a couple of other boys... We uh, wanted to, uh, like, not like raise awareness, but we just wanted to put it out there about, um, like, the effects of having a brain injury and what, and, like, what um, our survivors, like, like, go through and everything. So, we made, like, to, because we also wanted to reach, like, all audience, from young to old, so... We come up with a good um, idea. One of the lads come up with a good idea to make a video of uh, like a little clip of a dinosaur called Herbie who accidentally got struck on a rock where the meteor showers come down. Yeah, accidentally got hit with a rock. And um, yeah, we basically told his journey of how he forgets his friends' name sometimes, how he's always tired, um, that he's, that his friends notice that he's different from all the other dinosaurs. And yeah, it was very it was very successful, it was very nice, it was good. So yeah, if you want, you guys could uh look it up. Um, is it on YouTube, Matthew?
2: Yeah, it's on it's on our speech therapy northeast YouTube channel because it was part of a part of a communication group that Duran was part of, um, a, pro- a project based communication group that we that we ran. And uh, yeah, it's a great little video. Yeah, great little video of of, of little Herbie.
0: <laughs> yep. And um, after hearing you talk about it, Duran, at the the information date, we had a family that we were working with with a child who was about three and a half, four and we so his dad was in the hospital so we shared that video with them and it was you know they loved it because it was just it was perfect and one of the things that I really loved and we actually um, used your sort of sure in another piece of information we gave them for the little boy and um, but I love the sort of repetitive message that you used in that what well, I can't remember exactly it was Herbie still Herbie
1: or Yeah, no, the um I know exactly what you mean. It is it's still I know exactly what you mean. Yes. It's the message. The message is mm-hmm. um I'm still me.
0: I'm That's Herbie.
1: it. I'm still me. Yep.
0: Yeah, so this little boy, you know, we still, so we had, did a very similar thing, but it was just in a book form, and it was like, my dad's still my dad, I thought, that is, that is bold, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing that um, drives the message home, so thank, thanks for that.
1: Yeah, no, any, any, like, like, like I said, anything to help, and I'm so happy that helped him, oh, that's so nice, man.
0: Yes I put it on our um our service uh, I don't know I'm not a very good tech person, but the t- the team's page or whatever I shared it and I shared it throughout the organization so it's gone far and wide so so thank you Joanne
1: no, thank you that's fine. that's a pleasure thank you
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: so I'm really intrigued about you know where the idea for motivational speaking came from most people would say speaking in public is one of the most hated things to do so did you see someone do it or do you have a favorite speaker or
1: um yes well my the seed that got popped in my head to start um that i want to do a motivational speaker was um, a person called Trent Shelton. Mm -hmm. Trent Shelton is also a a motivational speaker, but he's on the American side. He used to be an American footballer. Okay. So he turned to motivational speaking. And um, while I was in Walkergate Hospital, what a friend of mine says, like, look, here's here's a guy that I think you would like like to listen to. So I was like, okay, fair dues, and I um, will never forget his first video. His first video that I watched of Trent Shelton says, um, so it was, I remember it was on the lines of, no matter what you have overcome, no matter what you have been through, your heart is still beating. Your brain is still ticking and you're still walking. you've overcome the best ever. and I, that made me that made me think like I've overcome something major in my life. My legs are still walking, my brain is still ticking. I'm still here. So that made me think okay, if he helped if that was helped me, imagine what my words. Can help other people, so that's what made me become a, want to become a motivational speaker.
0: That's amazing, and I'm really looking forward to hear hearing your uh, speech in a, in a few moments time. But um, t- tell me how you went about writing your 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 speech. Okay, um... <laughs> <Probably a laughs> well... horrible horrible question to ask you, but you know. Yeah, okay. that's
1: fine. No, um, we well, my speech and language uh, therapist Matthew, who's here now. Uh, me and him have worked very hard. We've practiced runs. We've done drafts. We've uh, I think we've wasted literally a tree of paper <laughs> um, just to get it right, just to get the flow right, and yeah for this for the talk in for the talk in uh scotland when i come and did that uh motivational talk in scotland i think me and matthew did what three months practice three months work possibly yeah yeah three months practice and about three months work before we 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 both said okay no we've nailed it here we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna present this presentation so yeah it isn't all easy as i thought it would to be quite honest it is some work but it's it's something i love doing so yeah it's alright yeah and
0: and do you feel do
1: you feel nervous about it i must admit yes i did that's i did
0: a, mm-hmm.
1: at the um, one in uh, scotland yes i think i think if you if you saw me in the beginning i think i was absolutely shaking but it's fine um but you overcame that you yeah overcame that's it, what that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why, again, I go back to Trent Shelton, what he says, you overcome. And that's mm-hmm. what made me think, no, okay, take a deep breath, Duran. You've got this. You, this is close to your heart. It's something you want to do. And it flowed perfect for me. I think it was so cool. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: because I hear that even, you know, top performers, like, I, I don't know who's current, but let's go Freddie Mercury. Uh I mean they even not that Freddie's with us anymore unfortunately, but uh that you know, top performers even get nervous every time they go on stage.
1: Exactly, and that's Freddie Mercury, he's one of the best performers in the world and he still gets nervous. So yeah, it's uh
0: So I don't I, know if you'll ever get rid of that, Duran.
1: To be quite honest, um one day one day, my time. I think I think one day it will happen because yes. uh, I think I'll get a bit too annoyed with always feeling nervous and I'll just get sick of it and be like, Look, I'm finished with you now. That's so, yeah. gone.
0: You're giving <laughs> yourself a motivational speech right now.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I, but I think also that nerves, you know, like feeling up just, a, we could say that you were feeling excited, not nervous, and that. That's what brings out peak performance, you know. If 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 you if you weren't nervous, maybe you wouldn't be on your toes and just really really focused, you know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It Gives like when you're focused, it gives you more. How can I say? It, it gives you more um, courage when you're focused. It gives, yes. It 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 makes you it makes you. Present more f- easily. It just flows, and you just yeah. like the biggest, the biggest. What I've learned, the biggest thing is you when people say relax. Literally, when you relax and you're in front of all of them people, and you relax, it it is it's like it's like you pre-recorded your speech twenty thousand times over, and it's like riding a bike. Yeah. so when so when I got told to relax yeah the first couple of minutes I weren't but when I took that deep breath and I felt my body relaxed I felt at home afterwards I felt at home so yeah
0: yeah there's there's a number of things that you just said there Diane, that were ringing little bells in my head first thing is then you know when you talk about all those 20,000 times to practice and I think that's what brain injury rehab's like isn't it you know it starts right on day one you know you're you're practicing getting out of bed you're practicing doing all your things for yourself again over and over again you know and that's that's kind of how we, we we provide rehab so same for motivational speaking you just need to do it lots and lots and lots
1: yep lots and lots of practice and then It's like, again, riding a bike, lots and lots of practice, you ride a bike with no hands.
0: (laughs) That's right. And if you fall off your bike, you get back up and you do it again.
1: 100%. Yeah. Never give up. Have the determination of a lion. Never
0: give up. Excellent. And I think that's the other thing. You know, there's a couple of more things that, um, that you showing and talking about tonight of how... It, it, it wasn't easy, it was a, a something that you had to step over and step up to, you know, so that might encourage somebody else who's listening today, it might not be um, to be a, a motivational speaker, but it might be to go and order a coffee at the shop, you know. Yeah,
1: the little things, it's, it's the little things, you always start off little and you end with a big. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm hoping that my words do encourage someone just to go order a paper or just to yeah. go get lollipop at the at, at the at the shop because you start with the small things. Next thing you know, you started off buying that lollipop. Few years time you've bought the shop. You ended <laughs> off in the big, you know? You know what? So you just keep going. You just keep going. Yeah. And
0: then the last thing that I picked up on what you were saying was um about courage and i thought i'm sure i don't know the saying very well but there's something about you know if you didn't feel fear then you wouldn't be courageous you know it it courage is about overcoming that fear
1: yes no yes yes courage is definitely overcoming the fear and when you when you've overcome that fear with courage you it it you have the confidence. It's it's like second piece of the puzzle. You have you have confidence, and when you have confidence, you're unstoppable. Yeah. You, 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 you feel you can overcome anything. So yeah, it's it always it all starts with with just overcoming your fears or just just overcoming any obstacle that's in your way. Because after that, the road is smooth. The road yeah. is smooth.
0: And before. And Just one final thing, because every time you say something to them, you just light bulbs off in my brain. So thank you for that. It's um, fine. <laughs> so one final comment from me before I actually hand over the microphone to you and and you go for it, um, is that you were just talking about that you 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 know you just overcome and then the next time you overcome and I worked with a neuropsychologist who would talk about evidence court. Um, like a law court, and every time you come to a situation, you you're just building the evidence for for why it's going to work. So now you have evidence that you can actually do this. So the next time you're feeling nervous, you can go. I've got the evidence. I can do this. You know. So um, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no. That that's that's very yes. Is that's what you need to do? it's just you need to have it is. Yeah. The, the emotions run on our um, actions if you know what I'm saying so yeah. if we if we feel courage and we feel we can overcome anything our actions will show that we are courage and we can overcome anything so yeah
0: yeah, you know I mean? yeah. yeah. so i would like to hand over to you Naivan uh, for a non interrupted uh, motivational talk and um, yeah, so thank you so much for sharing some of your thoughts and ideas. And over to you.
1: Um, thank you very much. Okay. <clears throat> Hi everybody, I'm here to talk. I'm here to talk to you all about my experience as a TBI survivor. I like to think about my journey as a as surviving the battle. I'm really keen to talk to and help as many TBI survivors as I can and help them through their own recoveries. So hopefully my talk talk will showcase what I can do to help people. And if anyone would like me to come and talk to their team or their clients, just get in touch with my speech therapist, Matthew. And, f- and feel free to play my presentation to any of your clients who, who you would think might benefit from hearing some of my words. Where my battle began. My battle began on um, Christmas Day 2019. Um, I'd just come back from South Africa. Uh, and I don't think I was in, even in the country a week. And I got, um, I got hit by the car on Christmas Day. I was out with my friends. We was down by the uh, pub, just about to celebrate Christmas Day. And then, um, yeah, out of the blue, I got hit down. <clears throat> um, my injuries. Well, in the early days, um, I struggled to walk. Uh, I got really... Um, tired very quickly um, and to this day I still find things difficult like my communication again my fatigue and my moods. I see my sometimes my moods as a roller coaster. They're always up and down. My time in hospital well I started in St George's down London then um, spent a couple of months there. Then uh, moved to Sunderland Royal Hospital, and again spent a couple of months there, and then I finished my hospital life in Walkergate Park in Newcastle. So yeah, all in all, I was in hospital for six months, um, and again that was a real roller coaster of emotions. Um, I remember sometimes sitting in my room just thinking, "Is this gonna be me? Is 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 this?" like, what I've ended up for the rest of my life. Um, do I... How would I understand my, my future? How would I even understand my injuries? Because I didn't know, even I understand half of my injuries then. So, yeah, it was a very emotional uh, ride for me in the first couple of months there at Walkergate, definitely. But sometimes... When you're in a battle, you can feel like you are stuck in a trench, and you might feel like you are you've hit rock bottom. My rock bottom was when I was at uh, Walkergate Park, lying in my bed, and I, and again I felt unsure, confused, and very um, angry. Just of the fact, because I didn't know what happened to me. I just didn't understand why I was here, um, why my head was hurting, and when people was trying to tell me, I just couldn't understand. I just didn't understand. So I, w- I wonder if any any of you can relate to how how I was feeling, and um, when you hit rock bottom, how was you feeling? So what do, you need to, what do you need to get out of the trench? Well, obviously, you need a climbing ladder. My climbing ladder was my family, my friends, and my team, and also listening to Trent Shelton. As I mentioned before, he's a motivational speaker from America. Um, and that is why I'm here today. I want to try and motivate people. And help you find your ladder and help you get through your battle as well. Also, one of the big things that I've learned as well. The first thing that we need to do to win our battle and move forward is accepting the new you. We are survivors. We are alive. That was the very first battle won. Learn to grow with your injury. Own your injury. Don't let your injury own you. Wake up in the morning. I know sometimes it's hard for people to wake up in the morning. But wake up in the morning and you go to the bathroom or whatever and look in the mirror. And you say to yourself, today I'm going to be happy. Today I'm going to boss everything I do. And today I'm going to overcome every achievement that has come my way. Today, I'm owning my injury. My injury is not owning me. But, but I know it can be difficult to accept your head injury. I was determined not to let my injury define who I was and not let it get me down. But if you are finding it hard to accept the new you, then ask for help. I know a, lo- a lot of people who have been helped by talking about their feelings to psychologists. I still have my sessions with with my psychologist and I still get very much from them. I benefit so much. Ultimately, you need to accept the new you. We can't look back. Acceptance helps us see the path ahead. Acceptance is surrendering yourself to who you really are. This gives you the opportunity to live up to your true potential and your true self. So let's start now, guys. Once you've accepted the new you, you can see the way forward. You can find your purpose. I would like to. I would like, to ask, like you to ask yourself, what is your purpose? What are your goals? What drives you to get up each morning? Well, my goals are to become a motivational speaker, hopefully one day to compete in the Paralympics and returning to work, which I mentioned earlier. I mean, my voluntary work. And also, I just want to live life to the fullest. That's the least we all deserve, despite what we all been through. How can you be the best person you can be? My advice is to be clear on what your purpose is. Work out what you want to achieve and what you need to help achieve it. Be determined to achieve your goals. Turn the impossible to the possible. To help you be the best person you can be and to help sustain your determination, you need an army. I would like you to ask yourself, who is in your army? In my army, I have my family and my friends. They are like my right wing. Then I have my therapy team, my case managers, my legal team and my support workers. They are my left wing. And both of them put together, I can fly through any battle and challenges that come my way. I know I am fortunate to have such a large team around me and I know not everybody does but I but just try and get as many people around you as you can as you can to give you your wings so again who can you put in your army who can you give your wings to I want you to find your wings and be able to fly through whatever challenges come your way <clears throat> with a big army around you and a huge battle being fought sometimes it might be might be might all get a bit too much with a brain injury you are often shattered at the best of times so you need to make sure you have time to escape trent shelton who i mentioned earlier talks about how it is important of protecting your peace how do you how do you protect your peace protecting your peace is you go out for a walk like my protecting my pieces, is i go out for a walk clear my head and prepare myself for the next battle i like to go, like when i go for my walks i like to like go by myself so i can clear my head stick all my next ducks in a row understand my next appointment and know what i need to do for my next appointment or my next challenge ahead so what can you do to protect your peace Find something simple that you enjoy that helps you escape. And when I mean something simple, find something that you really enjoy. Just you and that one thing that you really enjoy, and you two do it, and that's how you protect your peace. That could be reading a book. That could be doing a little bit of sewing. That could be even listening to a podcast. As long as you and that one thing is protect is doing. That's you protecting your peace so I would like to end off this uh, speech by thanking thanking everybody who listened to me today um, I also hope my words have helped some people in some way um, I want any, any TBI survivors to know that you are not going through this by yourself I hope that you all win your own battles, achieve your own goals and live your life to the fullest Thank you very much.
0: The opinions and views expressed in this podcast are of the individual and should not be considered professional advice. If you have a brain injury, suspect you have a brain injury, or think someone you know has a brain injury, please seek dedicated professional advice.